Welcome to the Self-Interrogation Podcast. I'm your host, Uncle Coop, and today we are broadcasting live from the basement. And this is going to sound like a nice big echo, but this is what you get when you're recording your basement in between sets of the air conditioner blazing. So, episode today, I don't know what number count we're on, but today is the interview, part one. So, typically... um, you know, I record these podcast episodes, I pick a topic, write out some highlights, and uh, I like to touch on a couple different things, and so what I'll do is I'll list them down with my comments, uh, and then record it out in one take and try to keep it uh, to around seven or eight minutes, just because that's really about all the time that most people are willing to give you and actually pay attention to what you are saying. So uh, after that, uh, you lose them for a variety of different reasons. Uh, But for this episode, uh, I'm doing it a little different. Uh, At this is more of an interview format. I have 10 questions that I'll be asking and then answering because it's just me and myself here, uh, my better half or my other half of myself. And here we go. So about a week or so ago, uh, I stated on Facebook that I've always wanted to be interviewed by an intelligent person in a non-work or business style interview. Um, I naturally then asked sarcastically, if you were an intelligent person, what would you want to ask me? Well, it just so happens that uh, I am an intelligent person, and since the Facebook uh, masses failed me, I had to come up with some questions that I would ask to some people that I would enjoy interviewing. So, here we go. Next few minutes will be, uh, it's just going to be an interview format. I'm going to ask myself, just attempting to answer some questions as if someone were here with me and had just asked the questions and I'm just going to go right in. No no pre-scripted answers. This is what it is. I know. I wrote the questions. However, I waited a while before I jumped back in to answer them. So, it should be genuine answers here. So, question number one. What's your opinion on the current state of music, specifically hip-hop, rock, and R&B. Well, honestly, here's my thought. Rock has it the worst right now. Rock music <clears throat> rock music has pretty much fallen off of mainstream uh, platforms. It, it's just not what it used to be in the 70s and 80s. Uh, I guess the transition probably started somewhere in the 90s. And you really just don't hear about rock groups anymore unless it's, you know, those old school rock groups that they're on tour for the millionth time. And, you know, they're coming to your city. And, you know, of course you're going to go because you, you couldn't afford to go when you were a kid. But you'll go now as an adult. You might even go with your parents. I don't know. That might be weird. But, uh Yeah, um, but where I see with R&B and rap is R&B is basically dead. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time you heard a good R&B group. Uh, 
And when it comes to R&B solo, it's so hit and miss. And it's really more of a pop thing that... I, I think it's safe to say that R&B is out of here for now. Uh, there's a number of reasons you could come to that conclusion, but that's where my thoughts are. Rap... Rap has always been good and bad, all at the same time. Like, you always have good lyricists, good rappers, good song people. You know, they put together a whole album. And then you've got the, the garbage out there. And um, my thoughts is, there's so much out there that you should have no problem finding what you like. And so, I try not to criticize rap and hip-hop too much because... There's plenty of stuff that I couldn't stand before that I enjoy now. And I'm sure there, uh, your parents were probably saying exactly what you say now when it comes to hip-hop and rap. That, you know, this music's trash, blah, blah, blah. And if you're not saying that, then you probably are stuck in a state where, um, you know... I don't even know. I don't really have a good answer for that. But hip-hop's not dead. Rap's not dead. It's just not great like it used to be, in my opinion. But that's okay. There's plenty to choose from. Hop online, stream whatever I want. Keep it moving. Next question. Which of your Facebook friends would you say is a good role model and why? If I had to choose one, I guess I'd say uh, Derek Tolliver. I can't really say why, because I don't know him like I knew him growing up uh, in detail. But from a distance, the perspective is he's a good man, served his country, loves the Lord, lives by a good example, and you know is good to his wife great to his kids, and just comes across as someone who, if I had to say, hey, I wouldn't mind this person teaching my child, my son, a few things, because uh, I know that he's going to get good values and he's going to learn right from wrong, be taught you know, how to treat other people, how to put in hard work. Uh, that's the one person I can look to and say, Man, I would have no concerns dropping my child off with that man and know that he'd be in good hands. So to me, that's a good role model. Someone who uh, leads by example, does the right things, and you know you feel safe handing your child over to. So who knows if he'll ever see or hear this, but Derek, if you do, keep it up. You're, you're a good guy from where I stand. Hope that it's uh, all genuine from what I know it is. Question number three. Aside from money, what's the one thing you wish you had more of? Time. Just need more time. That's, I don't even have enough time to get into why you need more time. I just need more time. That simple as that. Question four, what's the hardest part of being married? I would say the fear of failing 
my my wife. And that constant, I don't know if it's stress, but it's just like a constant worry that I have that if I don't get this right, I'm like doing her a disservice. And I just feel like that pressure, and it's not pressure that comes from her, it's pressure I put on myself, but it's hard for me. Um, it's just one of those things where I think if I weren't married, like let's just say I was some guy in a relationship, um, it just it's not the same. And I, I think that anyone who's in a marriage with someone they deeply care about and wants to do the right thing finds that they they put a pressure upon themselves. Um, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but that for me is the hardest thing that I don't know how to relay that feeling to her in a way that she truly understands that I, uh, I'm doing the best I can and wish that there was more to that, that I could do better. So for me, that's hard. Um, you hear a lot of people complain about money. You'll hear a lot of people talk about like this person doesn't do, they don't do what you want them to do. And to me, that's, that's, I don't know. Those things don't mean anything to me. Like I know I have a lot of quirks that drive my wife crazy that she never complains about. Or if it comes up, it's something that is like, it's not life changing. It's not life threatening. It's not uh, detrimental to our relationship. An example of something, like if I had to pick something, be like, I can't stand when we're late. It doesn't bother my wife as much. But guess what? If we're late somewhere, nobody dies. So big deal. You get used to the fact that uh, your significant other isn't always on time. Uh, just like she has to deal with the fact that I complain a lot. Um, and anyone who knows my complaining can be annoying. But, you know we get through it. So that's it for me. It's just the pressure of being better. That's the hardest part of being married is to be a better husband. Um, cause I don't think I'll ever hit that point where I can say, I've got this down. I'm doing it right. Question number five, again, aside from money, what's missing from your life? Um, I don't know. Aside from money and time, which I already said I need more of, um, what I would, I guess what, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I have where you would say I am secure in my spirituality, my relationship with God, um, have a good relationship with my family and friends and I guess you could say not the money part, but the actual career. Doing exactly what I want to do, regardless of what that pays. So, um, time is, more time is something that I'm always going to come back to wanting more of. But what's missing in my life is I could wake up every day and say, I'm doing exactly what I want to do for my career. Um, and that doesn't need to equate to more money 
Uh, it just needs to equate to daily happiness where I could say, man, I can't wait to get up, go to work and do this and see the results that it generates, not just for me, but for other people. All right. So next question. What trait about yourself do you hope your child doesn't pick up in his life? And I would have to say, just be smarter with uh, your decisions. Like analyze the, the before, the during, and the after of everything you want to do, especially when it comes to finances, because you should walk out of college in a situation where you can say, I'm not in debt. I can make a informed decision about what I want to do with my life uh, and know exactly what you don't want. And I didn't do that. You know, when I got out of college, I had no clue what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't have any kind of financial security. And I guess you could say I was just winging it. And it wasn't until I met my wife that I had any real motivation. So um, I guess the one trait I would say is don't, don't grow up with that lack of motivation. Find it early so that you know exactly the path that you should take. That's it. Um, number, uh, number seven here. Let's pretend that without question, reincarnation was real, but was a choice. Now, knowing what you know about the world today and the past and the outlook for the future, would you want to be in reincarnated? Why or why not? This one's easy for me. Would I want to be reincarnated? Absolutely not. And here's why. The majority of this world lives in poverty, lives in a struggling, suffering type of situation. And I've been blessed to not live like that. I would say I hit the life jackpot. I mean, from being born in America, when I was born in America, to the family I was born to, the part of America I was born in and all of the things that like happened in my life, absolute jackpot. I mean, the odds of that happening again, no, it's not, it wouldn't be, it's unlikely to happen. So I would say just knowing the history of the world, where it looks like it's going, it would not be worth it. Um, because I would say it can get better than it's been, but the likelihood of that happening, I mean, that'd be like me going and playing Powerball tonight, winning, playing Mega Millions in a couple of days, winning, playing Powerball again, and winning again. Um, unlikely to happen. So I would say reincarnation is kind of one of those things I'd like to just skip out on. So uh, give me the one and done. Uh, if this is um, one of my numerous reincarnations, let's just wrap it up after this. I'm good to go. I don't need another round. So 
That's my answer there. Number eight, you die. You get to heaven, and God asks you for one thing you would change about the world. And aside from the cliche answers like removing pain or suffering, what would you change? And this one's pretty simple for me, too. Um, I would change the fact that, you know, obviously if I'm up there talking to God, I would change the fact that I had to wait until I died to have a audible conversation with God. I would say, make it so that from birth, you know, maybe two years old, I don't know, I can sit down on the couch, look over, maybe not see anything, but say, hey, God, what's going on? What, what's your guidance for today? And I would get a, boom, instant answer back, okay? Leaving religion and um, what we come to know about God in the hands of man might be one of the biggest failures of religion and godliness and spirituality because the fact that so many people are so wrong, and I'm not saying my thoughts or beliefs are right, uh, but everyone thinks they're right and that everyone else is wrong. So that would be the big change. I would say, hey, this is from the start. Tell us who you are. Give us the facts. Tell us exactly what you want and make it clear that we're all following the same God not a dictation from man or of uh, some kind of like uh, variation. Just give it straight to us from the start, and let us then make our choices. You know, let us decide we're going to follow your your lead, your guidance, uh, and your plan for us, or we're going to, you know, just go the other way, because you know we're taught that you know we've got to make that choice, and we have the free will, and blah. blah. But People don't really know if they have free will or they don't know if they're making the right choice because what this religion is teaching, that one might be teaching completely different. And it's different from the third one that's down the way there. And, you know, let's just keep it simple. So that's what I would say. Make this a little bit easier on, on mankind. Number nine. What's something of value that you have, but you can't give to someone else? Man, that's, that might be the toughest one for me. Uh, something of value that you have, that you can't give to someone else. I, I don't know. Um... You'd think that since I made these questions, and even though I tried to like kind of like separate myself from them for a period of time and come back, I would have an answer for this by now. Um, something of that. I don't know. That might be the toughest question that I'll have to come back to in part two. Because uh, that's... I don't know. All right, I stumped myself. That's a... Uh, that's, that's a record, you know, usually I can answer my own questions, and we're going to come back to that. I'm going to ask that to some other people, though. I, I've got to know 
other people have a good answer for that. So the first thing I do when I get off this might be to uh, throw that up as a Facebook post, see if I can get some answers from other people. So number 10, last but not least, what keeps you humble? This question actually came from my aunt and, you know, she made the statement that throughout all this time, uh, I've remained a humble person and I appreciate that. And I'd say the reason I have been able to remain humble is because of who I, you know, who I became growing up, what I experienced, the people, my family. I know who I am. I know who I'm not. I know who I want to be. And I, I try to get an understanding of who other people are. And I think when you know yourself and, and you try to understand others and realize that we're different um, and it doesn't, you know, being different is probably good. Um, but, you know, just knowing where I came from and the struggles that other people went through for me to even be in the situations in my life. Like, I just go straight to my mom and think of the hardships that she overcame so I can have everything that I had and was blessed with. Um, so if I were to be in a situation to do well and be successful, I still got to remember how I got there. I didn't put myself there. My, you know, I didn't do it all alone. Um, someone helped me get there. Um, I can even, again, look at my wife and say, you know, it wasn't until I met her that I had like real motivation um, and a, a desire to work harder and be better. Um, so what if I had never met her? You know, I have to give that thanks to her for putting that in me. So that's what keeps me humble. Just knowing who I am, knowing who I want to be, knowing who other people are, accepting the differences between us. And, um, also just wanting to be a better example for my son than men were in my life growing up. Um, and I force myself to think, what did they do wrong? So I don't make those mistakes. And if I find that I have made those mistakes, fix it. Um, or if I have a, a path that's leading me to those mistakes, alter that path so that he can see the right way and, and do it better than, better than I am doing it and I'm trying to do it better than they did. And that's another thing that keeps me humble is like just learning from the mistakes of others and learning from my own mistakes. That's it. That's all I got. We're at 23 minutes. This is a pretty long self-interview. I think it's gone pretty well. A little disappointed in myself for not having an answer to that one question. But like I said, we'll come back to it in part two or maybe just a whole different podcast. Make it its own thing. I'm your host, Uncle Coop. Thanks for listening. This is Self-Interrogation Podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Make it a great day.